0: Welcome to Anchor Daily, a podcast by Bethel Church. We're in a series called 1% Life, and together we're learning what it means to dedicate 1% of our lives to growing relationships with God, the church, and the world. Over the next few weeks, we'll learn about committing to community, choosing church, sharing the gospel, and more. Let's dive in.
1: Hey Bethel family, Drew Walsh here. Today we are going to be looking at Ephesians 4, 7 through 16 as we continue our study of the 1% life. And today we are looking at what it looks like to worship as we use our spiritual gifts. Don't be such a baby. You're acting like a little baby. As the youngest of three boys in my family, and by youngest, I mean younger by five and 10 years, I heard these phrases a lot as a little kid. Maybe you did too. Of course, these words, they weren't meant to be inspiring words of encouragement because I don't even know if my brothers had the capacity for that kind of kindness. No, my my brothers said these kind of things out of annoyance and in order to hurt me. And at times they, they did hurt and annoy me. Even long past my little kid years, My brothers would continue to use similar jabbing remarks, and in a way, those words eventually did have their desired effect. I eventually learned that I could whimper about it and hope mom and dad came to the rescue, or I could try to maturely deal with this situation and move forward. But here's what I learned from my childhood. There's no point in acting like a baby if you aren't one. It would be cruel to use those words, don't be such a baby, with an actual baby, because they can't control who they are or their stage of life. It takes time and experience to grow up. This is exactly the heart of Paul for his readers in today's passage. He doesn't want the Ephesians, or you and I for that matter, he doesn't want us to remain as spiritual babies. He wants us to develop into mature worshipers who are knowledgeable, faith-filled, unity-seeking, who understand their purpose and their future. Now, you may be thinking, dude, that's totally me. I got this. I'm no baby. I read my Bible sometimes. I I know stuff, you know, like Jesus stuff. I go to small group and attend church when I'm not on my boat or camping in my trailer or watching a Seahawks game. I'm obviously fit for mature category people. I'm, I'm in that ballpark. All right, well, that might be true. But using Paul's words in this passage, let's do an honest self-assessment for whether or not we are indeed mature Christ followers. I'm going to move through this rather quickly, but really think about some of the questions I'm going to ask you, all right? Okay, so as I studied these verses, I highlighted a couple things that really stood out to me. The first was this. In verse 11, we see Paul's first step toward maturity, discovering your gifts. Verse 7 says, now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And then in verse 11, he lists some, but not all of those gifts. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, etc., etc. So, one question, as you discern your spiritual maturity, do you know your gifts? Are you actually using them regularly? This is pretty crucial to your life and the life of the church if you want to be a mature follower of Christ. The second thing I highlighted comes in verse 12. Paul says that using our gifts have positive repercussions. He mentions that our gifts enable us to do the work of ministry and they build up the body of Christ. And there are some really big implications here that require some pause and consideration. Once I recognize what my gifts are, am I using my gifts for the work of ministry? So I ask you, are you, church family, are you using your gifts to minister to others? Paul here is talking about the body of Christ, a ministry toward and for the benefit of my fellow Christ followers. So as you use your gifts to minister, are you building up others into Christ? Are you pointing others through the concerted effort of utilizing your gifts toward Christ? This application of our gifts has a wonderful side effect, Paul says, and that side effect is unity. As we each use our gifts, Paul says we will all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son growing into maturity. Then we will no longer be children. So, here's a little truth bomb for you. Unity and maturity in the church requires you and me, us as a collective, to discover and use our gifts, not because we feel good when we're doing it, although that might be true, but because we're called to build up the body of Christ. And as we build up Christ's body by His grace and through the gifts of His Spirit, He promises to unify and mature us into Himself. Man, this is a beautiful act of worship. The church is edified. Christ is glorified. Who doesn't want to see this happen? Finally, Paul says, all our speaking and and using of our gifts must be done in a loving manner. He says, speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. From him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each part. So, your words and your gifts, they have the ability to promote growth and unify the body of Christ into a cohesive, worshipful action if you see love and unity lacking, ask yourself, am I doing my part? Am I employing my gifts in a way that promote love and unity? Like I learned as a developing child, there's no point in behaving like a baby if you aren't one. So choose maturity, my friends. Discover your gifts. Put them into action. Be a part of the developing and growing dynamics of this church body. Not only will you mature as you do so, but the body of Christ will ripen into an increasingly healthy worshiping community. And who doesn't want to see that happen?
0: Thanks for joining us today as we discover what it means to live a 1% life. If you haven't already, head to Bethel.ch to find more resources like our 1% reading plan, Sunday sermons, our 1% life study, and more. You can also connect with us digitally. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bethel Church Wall. We hope you have a blessed rest of your week. See you next time.